Kaplan. And Alana. And we're still in Blackuary month. Woo-hoo-hoo! It is still February. We are still fabulous. It we are still sure black is. and yellow on the Zeitheist Network. Mm-hmm. And today's episode is all about our our, our present female right. feminists. Right. So if you guys didn't listen to the episode before this one, you should do it because Kimberly Crenshaw is amazing. But we did feature a sort of past... Uh, feminist, specifically a black woman feminist that has really paved the way for the present, um, which was Kimberly Kimberly Crenshaw. She was right. amazing. And this episode, we, I think you guys are going to get excited because I am excited. Yeah. Jack and I have been wanting to do an episode on this person for quite a while. Well, I mean, you've mentioned it obviously more than I have. Because I'm sure you've been affected by her way more than I have. For sure. Sh- uh, you know, it, it's, it's I mean, debatable. Debatable. But I think you were maybe more like... Her influence like, was definitely stronger, stronger in my culture. That's, that's what I that's mean. That's for sure. Yeah. It, um, and I, once I, when she told me, I was like, I remember what, we were at the coffee shop and you're like, we should do this person. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, interest <gasps> Totally. So let's, okay. Just say. How to, int- okay, how about this? How to introduce this person. Yes, she might have five Grammys. Yes, she might have six platinum albums. Of course, she has 30 million records sold worldwide. Rapper, yes. songwriter, producer. She's all of those things. She's all of those amazing things. But really, she was a musician that was so ahead of her time that we were lucky to have her then. We are still lucky to have her. She's been putting out music since the mid to late 90s all the way up until 2016. I'm going to keep teasing at her a little bit because I want to build suspense. In 2015, she hopped up on the... The Super Bowl halftime show stage with the one and only Katy Perry. And she saw it was like the world was reminded of how important she was not only to hip hop music, but pop music as well as like feminism in music. Yeah. Well, also, too, she was so innovative and so creative and was the first sort of person or uh, rapper musician artist who was like weird mm-hmm. and like in their own style and that weird was celebrated yeah and strange and like pushed the limits before any of like that like nikki beyonce yeah. any of those like you know at, you know what i'm talking about at some point like these music videos started getting really strange oh i know i know exactly and, what like, you're talking about i loved every minute of it and 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 she she did it first for sure like looking back i was like she started it all yeah and i didn't realize how feminine forward her lyrics were so many over and over and over again i was it was 2017 it was fyf she headlined on Friday night. I was dancing and singing and screaming every single lyric. And you know when you like when you've sung a song enough times, it's kind of like white noise. Mm-hmm. Like you know all the words. Yeah. And so you're not really thinking about the meanings oh, of them. Tell me about it. Because they're just so deeply in your subconscious. Yeah. You're just like, okay, yeah, this is what she's saying. Right. Oh, but wait a minute. This is what she's saying. Yeah. Like, she's telling women to be body positive and yeah. totally celebrate their sexuality yeah. Yeah. and is reclaiming the word bitch. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, guys, all right, all right. we're doing Ooh, it. It's getting hot Ooh. in here. Oh. I'm getting so excited. This episode is dedicated to and about the, the one, one and, and only Missy Elliott. Mr. Elliott. I had to. I never thought I would live to, <laughs> yeah, to, hear, to hear the day you that you like dropped an air horn on me. I love it. I think my my love for you knows no bounds. 
So oh. Melissa Arnett Elliot, a.k.a. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, is who we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Now, to be clear, we're not going to go into her musical genius so much because that's not the That's point. a given. <laughs> yeah, that's a given. Like, we know that she was ahead of her time. We know that she was cutting edge. We know that she's an amazing lyricist. We know that she's a total style comedian, a chameleon. And comedian to some degree. Yeah, comedian and um, comedian. We know all of those things. But here, we're going to talk about her feminist ethics in her music, which has spanned the length of almost like 20 years. I think that she hit yeah. the scene in 1993. What is she like 50 now? She is four- 1971. So she's in her 40s. Okay. Um, she was born July first, nineteen seventy one. So yeah, if my if my math checks out, forty eight. Yeah, she's not quite fifty yet. Well, forty eight is kind of fifty to me. But if Listen. you if you tell anyone who's forty eight that they're fifty, I'm sure. Girl is not over the hill, Missy. I'm know, so sorry I that know. Jackie said that about you. Um, Watch me when I'm forty eight. Someone calls me fifty, I'm gonna be like, exactly. What'd you say? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but when she is over the hill, my God, she's going to be like the wonder and the inspiration for yeah, what it looks like to totally. be 50 and fly as fuck. I mean, I just I, I just want to get a little bit into just also as a lot of these artists that came from tough backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, despite how she grew up, she grew up in a very impoverished, abusive household with a father who's extremely violent yep. and a cousin who sexually repeatedly assaulted mm-hmm. her. Um, at 14, her and her mother escaped, fearing that her father would kill them both. Um, and I think as a result of her traumatic, dark childhood, for her to still be such a survivor mm-hmm. and pave the way and be a trailblazer in that sense and uh, empower and uh, mentor so many female artists yeah. and women through her music yeah. and her artistry. She she deserves um, a lot of recognition. Her own podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to be clear, Missy Elliott, I could not find in my research her going on record and saying she was a feminist. I, yeah, I like, couldn't find like, that. Like, even that is so feminist, though. Right. Like, to be, to not, you know what I mean? Right. We've touched this upon, like, well, now I'm a feminist, so I can cut in line, so I can say whatever I want. Right. The fact that she never even said it, but sung it and rapped it and lived it is a true testament of Definitely. your principles and your morals and who you are. And yeah. I always find it so admirable and so impressive when people find out who they are and they just stick to that truth. Like, it, and especially in that industry. Yeah, for sure. Can you sure. imagine how hard it is to be true to yourself in that industry? Definitely, absolutely. Constant sellouts mm-hmm. with your body, with your music, with your talent even. For sure, She yeah. did not do that. Even if she did, it was still in one way or another true. So. Yeah. I mean, long before Beyonce was dancing in front of a neon sign that said feminist, long before Lady Gaga was yeah. uh, at South by Southwest being vomited on right. by a female performance artist. Before all of that, Missy Elliott has been walking the feminist walk, talking the feminist talk, mm-hmm. talking about the importance of sisterhood, talking mm-hmm. about the importance of body positivity, mm-hmm. embracing talk, all of it, talking about how women it. run the world. Like l- y'all, Missy has been there and done that. Yeah. I mean, her first platinum out al- when her first when her album, her first Jesus Christ, her first album became platinum, Nicki Minaj was only 14 years old. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Nikki I didn't was, know that, yeah, that little unique tidbit. Yeah, Nikki was only 14, 14 years old before Nikki was anaconding her way and twerking. <laughs> yeah. 
Nikki was only 14 when Missy became platinum. Mm -hmm. You know, so before Nikki was even born, she was doing this and singing this and rocking this, you know? Totally. And we've got to give it up to a little bit. We've got to give it a bit to some of her predecessors. Yes. During the 80s, you had Queen Latifah, you had Salt and Pepper. TLC, too, during... That was the 90s. Oh, okay. I think in the 80s, you had those, those women... That really paved the way for female MCs, female lyricists who were not the ideal standard of beauty and perfection. Yeah, totally. Who were talking about real issues. Yeah. Talking about safe sex, talking about the importance of loving themselves, mm-hmm, talking about mm-hmm. the, the importance of recognizing their self-worth. Those women, in a way, really laid the foundation for Missy to come out and build upon that yes. for the pop stars of today. Right, right. And Missy was doing this feminist thing before it was cool, before it was trendy. It was just who she was. Right, exactly, which I yeah. think makes it all the more magnetic. Yeah. So should we talk about uh, the the tenets of Missy's career that are just super feminist? Do it. Let's okay. do it. Let, so let's just start. Let's start with ourselves for a second. Okay. Missy was all about the the fierce bonds of sisterhood, but in the teachings of Missy Elliott, she taught us that before we can love other people besties, romantic partners, etc. We have to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned her domestic abuse and her sexual assault because I think that she is a true mark of a survivor and she through all of that in her music has always basically said, I love myself, I love my dark skin, I love my yeah. thickness, yeah. I love the dopeness with which I spit my lyrics, yeah. I love the creativity that I'm bringing into the world. Like, I love me, and right. I encourage all of you ladies to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a teenage black girl... Especially. That was a message that I heeded, but was really difficult to enact, especially when you're just trying to figure out who you are in a world that is definitely unsafe and does not value the lives of black women. Consistently, too. Right, absolutely. Every single day, day in and day out. If we didn't fill ourselves up, the collective we as black women, no one else was going to do it for us. And it was great to have Missy Elliott's music because she was a reminder that you fill yourself up and you walk out the door with your head held high, being exactly who you are in the world and doing what it is you're set out to do. And it works. And it works every you know, time. Yeah. yeah in definitely. one way or another, it's going to work for you as it did for her. For sure. Um, I mean, we could get into uh, a lot of her songs from just... Over and over, and one of my favorite ones when I was when I was uh, reading them, I just thought the most to her own music. It's also too like, despite what she's been through, and despite that era, and despite obviously the genre that she's in, like it's you're bound to talk about sex, right? Yes, she was also so sex positive. Yes, she like, was. I feel like generally the hip hop culture R and B isn't very favorable to women in the first place, especially when she came out when misogyny was in hip hop was at its highest. Yeah, like you even see like even the ones who are paving the way, or like you can take a Lady Gaga or Nicki. It's still very much so. You know, they've gotten either plastic surgery done or they have to show a lot of skin and and missy never had to do that yeah i think yeah yeah yeah, definitely she never i'm sure she was pressured to i'm sure people talked to her about it but you didn't ever really see her like having i'm not saying that they're less than i'm Mm -hmm. just saying like she was able to either even like talk about sex and be like sex positive because that is obviously some like uh, uh that that you know, people rap about, rap about and talk about, but it was just, it was also so 
feminine. Feminist. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still am. My mind is still blown that her 2002 hit Work It was such a radio success because mm-hmm. that song was laden with come hither sexual lyrics totally. and an all out, no holds barred, unapologetic uh, celebration of her own sexuality. Yeah. And she was also telling other women to celebrate their sexuality as well. And you feel it. Oh, totally. Like you feel sexy right. and you feel good. And I didn't, I don't think I had I ever heard the song of hers, Toys. Yeah, How, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The for entire sure. lyrics is her saying that she doesn't need a man because she's out, she has her own toy at home. Yeah, for sure. Let me, uh, here we go. So, toys. You don't get the job done when I need a little loving, so I got to do it myself. I want to grab, I want to feel something. So, I grab me a toy, a little boo ain't bugging. Now, I want some affection, and you ain't giving me nothing. Yes, absolutely. The hook, a toy. Every girl must have a toy. The way it makes you feel, every girl must have a toy. Now, baby, a toy. Every girl must have a toy. The, the way you make it feel. The like, way it make you feel. Right. Like, yeah. like to, and then turn that around and like a whole song about toys, not like a line or like a verse, you know, like the, it's dedicated to the toy and that you don't necessarily need a man to satisfy you that you can do it yourself. Yeah. What a statement. Like, I know. I was I mean, mind blown. Because at the, I mean, at the time that she hit the hip hop scene specifically before she even broke into pop music. I think about the other rappers of the of the era, Foxy Brown, Lil Kim, and yeah. so much of their image and their lyrical content was about titties, sexual favors, ass, ass and like material possessions. Yeah, yeah. And and that that and by looking at them, like you would see that they were really done up. Yeah. And Missy never like she never showed a lot of skin, you know, like she never. And if she did, she did it on her terms. Because yeah. I remember Lil Kim and Foxy were all sex on a stick all the time, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with present with presenting yourself in that way. That being said, they were dressing for a male gaze. Even the mm-hmm. pop stars of today who claim to be feminist, I know this is a thing that Nicki Minaj and Beyonce, a criticism that they often get is, yeah, you're you're talking about being feminist, but you're still dressing to attract the male gaze. And here That's what I was, talking about earlier. was Missy Elliott, yep. curvy girl, dark skinned black girl, loves her body, loves her ass, her thick thighs, every ounce of herself. And she was not going to pander to what men thought were an acceptable way for her to present herself to the world. Yeah. Her style was always her own. Right, right. It's it's so, it's almost like, it's so interesting because you go back and I sort of felt this like fresh of breath air, but mm-hmm. like going back. Fresh of breath air. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Breath of fresh air. Breath. Keep going. I love you we so much. We have these all the time. I know. <laughs> Did you see how I looked at you? I was like, you were I like what? what? I was like, I think I did say what I did. Say. I love you. I'm so sorry. Keep going. A breath of fresh air. Yes. Done. Dyslexic munch it's over okay. here. Sorry. Um, it was just so fascinating for me because it, it it felt quite it felt a little weird to go back and feel this like this freshness. Yeah. But but going back in time, which which to me, yeah. was, you know, I almost felt like wow, you know, they. Women in hip hop, they have it. They have the foundations. They just have to keep working towards that again. It almost seems like it it was there, you know, in the nineties and then somehow it got like sprinkled or, you know, depending on the music and the type and the people and Gen Z and all this stuff. But yeah. 
I don't know. I think it, it was just it was just uh, sort of shown to me like this is what if I like I feel like female hip hop artists who should aspire to almost like going back. Yeah, no, I know? totally agree with but, you. But but going back is not because actually going forward with what's happening in today's world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, her messages. First things first, her music doesn't sound old. Not at it all. It doesn't sound dated. It doesn't sound old. Uh, it all sounds like it could totally be produced today, but yeah. I think that Missy Elliott is a really good example of if you rap about shit that matters. Yeah. If you rap about things that are relevant to people that that are accessible to everyone, yeah. which is something that I think the pop stars of today, a Billie Eilish, mm-hmm. a Mo, mm-hmm. artists like that, are really getting right. Is is there's a level of accessibility that pop stars should have, regardless of genre. I think that. Missy Elliott definitely laid that foundation. I think back in the day when she hit the scene and female rappers were talking about drugs, sex, and tits, she was like, no, I'm going to talk about these things that actually matter. And look what happened. She's still around, still relevant, still making music where it feels like those other female rappers, God, I love me some Lil' Kim, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but they were essentially like trying to keep up with the guys. Yeah, They were rapping about the same shit that dudes were rapping about. And because hip-hop is so misogynistic, of course, the dudes were going to win. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But if you stayed in a lane that was authentic, and I feel like Missy has always felt super authentic... I agree. You can never go wrong. I mean, I I get it. It's it's a tough industry, and totally. I think when you're caught in that spot, how do you straddle the line between making sure you're making sales mm-hmm. and selling versus being true to yourself and not necessarily uh, holding yourself up to what the record label has in mind for you? Right. You know, but but a tr- I think a true true artist has has uh, an ultimate uh, desire to. To fulfill those needs for ourselves. Yeah, I mean that's true. And so, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 tough. I feel feel like the the music industry is a, a, t- a really hard one, and and it's just nice to see when there are people like Missy who have done it. Uh, I think that should only be inspiration and motivation to, to 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 do that for yourself if you are a musical artist. Totally. But also too, she has helped so many of her own sisterhood. Yeah, you know, like she Sierra. really believes in the bonds yeah. of womanhood and and best friends. I mean, obviously, <laughs> bless me. you. It's okay. She had that song, "Best Friends" with Aaliyah, which yeah. essentially was a song oh. about knowing your worth and having a bestie that knows and recognizes your worth, yeah. even if you're in a romantic relationship totally. where that worth is not being recognized. Yeah. But she, I think she was the only um, female person to collaborate with Beyonce twice. That was something really? that I, I found out in the research. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. A couple of different articles hit up on the fact that she's done duets with Beyonce twice, and Beyonce generally doesn't do a ton of female duets, oh. which I hadn't really noticed. I didn't notice that about Beyonce. To me, Beyonce is like highly exalted, and she can do no wrong. Yeah. But it was an interesting uh, fact that I went back and fact-checked and was like, oh, I guess she yeah, I haven't noticed a ton of of duets with yeah. Beyonce. I think yeah. the 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 the, 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 <laughs> the duets <laughs> of Beyonce is that I like it's the rain, you guys. Ex- exactly, guys. It's, <laughs> it's this blame weather. it on the rain. <laughs> um, the duets that I like of hers generally tend to feature men, yeah. and I hadn't really noticed that I until see. preparing for this episode. Interesting. But Missy has definitely upheld the the bonds of sisterhood. Mm-hmm. She has helped put on artists like Sierra. She definitely helped usher 
in her career. Uh, Debrat is another one. Aaliyah, may she rest in peace, is another one. Yep. She talks about her friendships with Lil' Kim. Yep. And Nelly Furtado. Let's not forget about yep. the amazing Get Your Freak On remix. Yep. Yep. Nelly Furtado, I think hit a new level when yep. she got together with Missy Elliott. Yep. But even outside of the female friendships, her and Timbaland have been BFF forever. I mean, right. since the days of Super Dupa Fly, I think, if Whoa. not the album before that. Uh -huh. I Super Dupa Fly is like on the top of my mind because it is my go-to rainy day album. Oh. Pinkerton, Weezer's Pinkerton and Super Dupa Fly I listen to back really? and forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. No two other albums matter for me when it's raining, but that's a total side note. <laughs> um, um, things like her She's a Bitch song when feminists, like people nowadays, mm -hmm. there was this little bit here that I read online of like Lena Dunham and Amy Poehler and Shauna Rhimes that are reclaiming the negative words like bossy and uplifting it to make it a more like woman in power. Missy Elliott was doing it in the 90s with 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 the slurs slang word bitch and transformed it to an empowering word in yeah. women in leadership. And I mean, like, Missy Elliott was doing that, but so was Alanis Morissette. So was Meredith Brooks. So, like, that's true. I appreciate these women doing it now. It was it was being done. Oh, yeah. But I actually wanted to go back to the BFF thing for one second. Do your thing, girl. Um, because I think that in in the African-American culture growing up, she was a great example of lifting as you climb because I think all too often there was a sense of there can only be one mm. that sometimes can permeate the African-American female community. Mm. There can only be one standout. No one else can stand out or there can only be one top yeah. song stress. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. Sorry, Mary J. Blige, like that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And it was really inspiring to see someone like Missy Elliott really, give yeah and helping yeah and wanting to put other artists on other artists that were either having a hard time being put on right or were having a hard time simply getting their music produced in a way that was favorable in a way that people would want to listen to yeah and i think that outside of the bonds of feminism i think we can all take a page out of missy elliott's book totally in terms of really inspiring and cultivating talent absolutely i don't think you have to be a big superstar to put someone else on no. I don't think you have to be hugely successful I think if you mm -mm. see someone in your life that is in need of a little bit of of building up yeah. do that for people yeah 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 it's a great it's a great message to sort of see beyond you know yeah. what does this person have for having like what can this person do for me but more what can I do for this person yeah you know I think it's a great tenant for life in general yeah I totally agree from I, the book of Missy Misdemeanor Elliot yeah. totally okay sorry go ahead no not at all I, you're you're totally fine uh I just her constant I think just so innovative and her constant her constant authentic self you know like just always picking personal self yeah. over everything is mm -hmm. like a big theme yeah in all of her music definitely and her style and even her videos were yes they were weird i'm super glad you hit up on her style because i definitely wanted to talk about that yeah she was the first one to start to be that whatever that is right <laughs> <laughs> not the like the magical mystical that right not the just like you know like we're you know normal people in a normal place rapping mm -hmm. it was like really created the bees for sure i think the that I, i'm assuming the that that you're talking about is the 
audacity to have a boldness. really hearty amount of boldness yes. and self-confidence yes and not pander to stylistically at least what was cool of the like what was trendy and cool yeah. of the day of the day of like walking down the street and like wearing a crop top and like that's true wa- you know doing your music video right she was like being weird and sliding down and because she could have easily done that she could have but she didn't she chose not to absolutely i mean yeah. when i think of missy elliott's style a default Halloween costume in the black community is uh, her inflatable trash bag s looking <laughs> yeah. bodysuit from her music video, The Rain. Yeah. Like, I, I know plenty of black people that dress their kids up as Missy Elliott and send them to school in a black <laughs> trash bag because it is so cool. And yeah. again, like, Missy is a thick, dark skinned girl. And she's only 5'2. And she's not that tall. That's no. the other thing. She's so, like, tiny and thick. Stylistically. And one would think like, oh, she's so limited. Like yeah. her body but type I, is so limiting. Yeah. And she was like, no, absolutely not. I have a ton of choices and no one can do me like me. P.S. I'm not dressing for dudes to think I'm hot. I'm dressing because I'm really hot. Yeah. As she said in her song, I'm really hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's, literally the first, it's literally the first line. Yeah, exactly. And that song's all about her feeling herself. Yeah. And I think that's a, a page we can all take out of Missy's book. Yeah. Surely. I mean, I was pretty shocked when I found out she she was only 5'2 because her presence and her energy and her demeanor mm-hmm. is so powerful that you feel like she's a big, big as in the sense of like powerful mm-hmm. and not physically small. Right. And so. Diminutive. Yeah, totally. exactly. And just kind of standing her ground. And so when I read that she was 5'2, I was like, wow, she she's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, she, it's like packed in that body. She also made body. androgyny cool, too. Yeah, right? She really she never towed that the line. Hair. Yeah, she, yeah, the sweatsuits uh, and the, the baggy pants. music video, she dressed sort of like Mega Man. Like, yeah. she really made androgyny. To me, she put androgyny on the map for black girls. Yeah. She made it cool for us to play with elements of femininity, but also elements of masculinity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that she stylistically, she cannot be beat. And I think when you see a Missy Elliott outfit or when you see a Missy Elliott piece, you're like, boom, that's Missy Elliott. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the key to someone who's truly a style star. Because right. I think that Gwen Stefani also has that definitely uh, uh, essence as yeah, well. Yeah, she's pretty She's pretty uh, authentic. Like, you've never really seen her, like, let go of who she is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, if you, like, I feel like if you meet... Gwen Stefani in person, she is who you really think she is. I I'm mean, different versions. That. I'm gonna hope that enough, you know. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I I feel like, granted, when you are a celebrity, when you are a star, there's always gonna be a certain version of yourself that you're gonna portray more or so or less to sure. to the media and protect certain areas of yourself that you need to. But I feel like some of the musical artists that can can feel that be more clear for them, mm-hmm. and if they don't feel like they need to put on something, to be someone, and who they are just is, is enough for them and enough for their art. Well said. Like Missy, yeah. then then you have people like you and I that can talk about it in the sense of acknowledging their authenticity and, and how them being really true to themselves has made an impact on so many women and music. Mm-hmm. I, when I was reading a bunch about her, there were so many young girls who were talking about, especially black girls that were saying, when I was 14, when I was 16, mm-hmm. I felt like this, and I listened to this, and a lot of them, a lot of them, I realized, um, <laughs> were their parents saying, you know, how, like, hip-hop isn't very nice to black women. No. You know, very misogynistic, nope. very... 
um, sexist and for, it was male dominated. Yeah, yeah. It, it never really shines a good light on women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think for a young girl to see that and for either a black girl's parents or mom to be like, oh, this is an artist that you can't listen to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. must have been pretty uh, groundbreaking. For sure. Yeah. She was also a great role model um, of really trying to be your unique self always. I think yeah. there was a period of time in my teenage years where I felt invisible because I, again, this is like the black girl growing up in a white world. You just sort of assume that the white teenagers are paid attention to more. The white girls are thought of as prettier or are thought of as more stylish. And so it was almost fun to play around with style the way that Missy Elliott did because I assume that no one was looking. Uh, you know what I mean? And, you have a gr- and that might even, not that that was a good thing that you felt that you were invisible, but I think that was sort of empowering in the sense that maybe because you felt invisible, it really gave you the freedom and the liberty to do whatever the fuck you wanted yeah. because no one really maybe you thought so cared. Right. Right? And right. you have such a unique style. Thank it's, you. It, and I'm sure it has roots in that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. where you're bold and you do the things you want to do. And you're willing to things... take a risk. Totally. Because you think that no one is paying attention to yeah. you. Or if someone is paying attention to you, you don't think that they're formulating an opinion because you're not valuable enough. Right. And now in today's world, doing that is like revered. Like yeah. Lady Gaga wearing a meat costume. Definitely. You know what I mean? People are like, late like in the beginning of Lady Gaga, she's toned down a lot now, but I'm, per- I'm sure in, the, in her documentary, she says that the first years where she was like huge that's all that's what people expected of her yeah was to be risky was to be bold was to do the things that no one expected mm-hmm. you know and it's so funny that now it's like flipped you know in, yeah. in slightly not maybe in the best way but that's just what it is um that being risky and being bold is really what people are looking for because i think with that comes a sense of authenticity it's true. Unless you're doing it to just shock the shock element. Right. Some people, most people, eventually all people will see right through that. True. You know? It's but totally when it true. can be developed naturally, like you definitely have. And Missy for sure was like, I'm not backing down from this. I don't care what you guys say to me. Right. I'm just as good as the boys. Yeah. Which I think is another really important element. I love element. that. She was so cool growing up. Yeah. Because I always wanted to be just like the boys. I grew up with boys. For and I sure. was I, I always felt like the girl. Because I was a girl because I do think that society we are we're we're simultaneously bombarded with ideas of needing to be feminine, but then at a certain point, being too feminine is not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, do boys ever want to be like girls? Right. No. That's a good point. What's all that? What's that all about? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. pretty fucked up in my opinion. Yeah. You know, why no, do I girls have to be princesses, but boys don't want to be princess because what? That's gay. Right. You know, like ah, like if I really get into it, it gets really sort of kind of like messy in my head. Like no, it's definitely messy. It's so sure. it's so messed up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are you know. If we want to get more, I guess, scientific, if trans or if you are gay and you really felt like a woman, then that's different. But if you want to be more general of just this idea that, you know, uh, that you want to be like one of the boys and because boys are cool. But I think girls are just as cool. And I Mm -hmm. think Missy Elliott made girls really cool. Yeah. And she didn't shy away from the fact that she was just as talented as the guys and wasn't afraid to like wipe it in their faces. You know what I mean? Because I think that her and Timbaland are are equally good lyricists, if not Missy being a better one. Right. But I love that Missy was like, I'm a dope songwriter. I'm a dope producer. Yeah. But, like, she lives it. Like, mm-hmm. it's in her blood. It's in her veins. I'm she not producing it. myself for you and no. for your uh, comfort. Like, yeah. that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's also 
to be clear, before Beyonce came out with Who Run the World Girls, Missy Elliott already knew that we ran the world. <laughs> like, she already knew. Well, you know what it is? I think I, I told I told you earlier that I was going to out myself, not in the way that everyone thinks that I... That phrase... We're all hanging on anxiously. <laughs> you guys. But I, the, I think it was the headline of this article, and it said that Missy Elliott has been her feminist culture or i mean her feminist lyrics or her movement has been criminally underrated very underrated and when i read that i was like i felt guilty Mm -hmm. because i felt like i was one of those criminals because i never really i think you saw my face a couple times and you were like yeah missy elliott's lyrics are very you know feminist forward and i kind of was like you're like what i was like really you know and then when i dove in i realized wow she is a magical person yeah she truly is and so i'm an, i totally out of my well I, I was one of those people where i just didn't it was just music to me and ah. maybe subconsciously now looking back she was different for me mm-hmm. because she made it okay to be i guess you want to say just in my eyes i looked at it as like more masculine or boyish, but really it is. She's just really being her. Interesting. And yeah. I think that really allowed me to either be gravitated towards more or I never I never had this I don't know if you have it, but with certain artists, you know, art is subjective, but there's mm-hmm. always a like a eh, I don't know about that one or I don't know, this song wasn't so good or that whatever she's wearing. But with Missy looking back now when I was growing up in the nineties, I never had that with her. Oh, Everything she did was cool. Yeah, it's you true. Know? Yeah, for sure. With even certain artists that I really revere and I may even consider my favorite artist, there's always some sort of, I don't know about that one, or I don't know, that wasn't my <laughs> some favorite. sort of reservation. Yeah, and I just realized now that with Missy, everything she did was just, it was just banging. Like, she just really made it fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, she really let her creativity shine, mm-hmm. like 100%. Um uh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say women run the world. We run this. Oh, yeah. We run this off of the Under Construction or is it, I think it's off of the Under Construction album. We Run This was a, a song that came out. It was like an anthem for female empowerment and for self-empowerment. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is so much a a theme that we hear in a lot of current music today. And I think that she definitely laid that foundation but also like let her creativity shine in a way that was totally unabashed yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah. i think that we are sort of living in an era where a no one's watching music videos anymore no but if people are watching music videos i do sometimes feel like am i looking at it because this is it for shock value or is it for likes or is it actually for the creative pursuit itself yeah yeah like i mean you could take something like this is america you know, and say that it was pretty pivotal and groundbreaking if you take top 10 music videos of the past century, totally. I'm sure it's up there, you totally. know? So, yeah, it's, 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 it, well, now you have social media where you can see what Cardi B is really like and fall in <laughs> love with that, you know? Yeah. Versus what she wears and does, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's different now. Yeah. And I think in the 90s, or at least when Missy was doing her thing, it was all more simpler. And maybe that's why maybe it was a little more overlooked. I don't know. Or this thing that we just talked about with Kimberly Crenshaw, this whole feminist wave. And nothing was really up in the air. It was more, it was, don't get me wrong, I think it was happening Mm -hmm. all underground somehow, you know, backstage, behind the scenes. But I think, 
I think she Missy was ahead of her time for sure. And I think I, I mean when you talk about her being criminally underrated. I think that there's some intersectionality at play there. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's a black female MC. So maybe she's overlooked a little. Yeah, she's not the most attractive, quote unquote, conventionally. Right. Her artistry is is very bold. Yeah. And in your face. But I mean, she had been out of the game for a bit before she showed up back at the Super Bowl. Right. So I think that people thought, oh, she's she's done. Like, that's it. That's yeah. all of Missy. And and that 2015 performance happened Mm -hmm. and it was like, Oh no bitches. I'm still here. I'm showing y'all how to do things. Like I've still been producing music. Well, I think people who consume music sort of more on the mainstream level or more as like consumers and don't really understand how, producing is like vital to that role. yeah I surely don't I surely and, did not until researching this episode yeah and to know that Missy is still producing and is, a, is behind a lot of these women uh, artists I think is a huge win totally you know like if I was an upcoming coming black Dude. Art, <laughs> which Dude. I wish I could be in another life <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want Missy producing my album. I mean, Shit. you can. It's never too late. It is never ever too late. I um. I also really like the way that Missy Elliott brought women who do all sorts of work into the feminist conversation. I think sometimes we, when we're talking about women at work from a feminist lens, I think that there are two two sorts of women and two types of work categories that get left out. I think we forget sex workers in Mm. the conversation of, of feminism at work and feminism in the office because sex workers are not in a traditional office setting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And I think we also forget women in the service industry and the gig economy. We forget about women who serve female bartenders. Right, right. Because again, sometimes in the conversations about feminist feminism and in feminist work environments, we're thinking about it as a very traditional white male dominated, white male established work yep, environment. Yep. And Missy Elliott in her song, in her famous song, Work It, which I still to this day oh, am man, like, damn, I, like yeah. this song was a hit. Still just, a hit. But, but check out these lyrics. Girls, girls, get that cash if it's nine to five or shaking your ass. Ain't no shame, ladies. Do your thing. Just make sure you're ahead of the game. I mean, like right there. Yeah. She's like, you can go to an office or you could go shake your ass on a pole. Right. Like get your money and don't have any dude taking care of you. Right. And don't be ashamed if you are a stripper and you're making ends meet. But I think that's also an important <laughs> an important thing that women who work in traditional nine to fives can also take to heart. Yeah. The idea that all women, no matter what line of work we are in, deserve to be respected yes totally and yeah, and, and should be revered and lifted up just as long just as just alongside Much. with the nine to fivers the highly educated ones the not so highly educated mm-hmm. ones the ones that work blue collar the ones that work white collar um i think that missy shone a very bright light for those women and for that i also lift her up yeah like i wonder i mean i haven't i mean i've never majored in music and but or taken i'm sure there's a lot of colleges that offer you know courses on hip-hop and r&b or that highlight these sort of artists that have paved the way essentially and i think truly she's left a whether we know it or not, I think, or, or are aware of it or not, like I wasn't before, mm-hmm. I think she's really left a musical legacy yeah. uh, as a result of just who she is and is still doing it. Yeah. Uh, 
and and that's why we've picked her you know yeah yeah for sure she's um she's definitely definitely taken a lot of people to task through her music she's definitely inspired a lot of people uh she's being inducted into the songwriting hall of fame i believe i believe that's a big uh, a big a point of recognition right right, we'll say because i don't think a lot of female hip-hop uh mcs are in that hall of fame Mm, i see and even if there are a ton of them missy should have been in it a long Long time ago long time ago yeah for sure yeah. yeah Anywho, that's our episode. Missy Elliott, it. we hail to you. We oh, thank you Missy. for all the, the bangers that you are, have given us, mm-hmm. for all of the aesthetic inspiration you've provided mm-hmm. the world. Um, yeah. You know, we, can't, we can't hail you enough. We really can't. I, I think she's, she's a, a one of a kind, and I just hope that... She can continue to do the work that she has set her life to do and to continue to share and spread the love that she is best at Mm -hmm. and supporting um, the sisterhood and and just keep it going because we sure sure. need it. We do. And we need more artists like her. We do. We really freaking do. I, I'm a firm believer. Like it, we we need it. There's a calling for it, and whether we know it or not, people are craving and are dying for this kind of uh, energy and mm-hmm. work and truthfulness and everything. And I think people are gonna, if not, some people are starting to demand it. You know, yeah, for whether sure. they know it or not, mm-hmm. whether it's just like, oh, I'm not into this artist. Oh, I'm not into this artist. You know, it's because something in them wants something real and authentic, which I think she has. Yeah. I think our call to action for the end of this episode is we've laid out a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord. Of, of, of lessons that Missy Elliott has taught us. Go ahead and add one to your rep. Maybe you yeah. could be more body positive. Maybe you could be more sex positive. Yeah. Tell your boyfriend to go down, go downstairs and eat a like a vulture. Um, <laughs> maybe you could like embrace your style more. Maybe you can embrace a female sisterhood more. Maybe you can embrace doing it yourself and being yeah. independent, not eating yeah. a man to pay for your shit. Like yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. Start small you know you've always wanted to wear that shirt but it, you, you think people are gonna judge you wear that freaking shirt absolutely you know, just go like, after that goal you. in a male dominated field because yeah. there needs to be more women and you are talented and you can do it right and be unapologetic about it you Oof. know because that's something i'm working on constantly especially with my asian culture and asian background where Got i it. feel like i have to I don't know, be submissive, be be sort of maybe more docile that mm-hmm. I can't speak my mind and my voice. And it takes a toll. It chips away yeah. at your character. It chips away at your life slowly and surely. And so do you because you only have one life that you know of on this planet, in this body, at yeah. this time. Yeah. And time ain't stopping. Yeah, for sure. Know? I think I can definitely listen to Missy when it comes to women doing it for themselves. Yeah. I could be a lot more financially independent and a lot more financially literate. Yeah, that's the key. And I right? think that I'm going to utilize M- Missy's messages <sighs> in achieving I'm that. i get like a big tattoo of her. Man. Like on one breast. I hope her, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Would it be a face or like the name? 
Oh, that'd be cool. Like Missy on my right breast and then Elliot on my left breast. Wow. You'd be looking like Eve over there. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't would do it. It just I uh, just that's how much I, I I hope Missy Elliott streams spike so much after this hits the airwaves. Like I'm I am happy for Missy Elliott. If you guys have listened to this episode and you're like, God, I just need to brush up on Miss on my Missy Elliott. Go do right. that. Or some of you guys were like me and were like, what? Ah, okay. Who? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, go and look up her lyrics. Like, listen to her music. And like like you said in the beginning, like, really listen. Yeah. You know, Critic- and, with a critical ear. Right. And you, like, listen as if you have to write a paper on it. For sure. And your, your mind will be blown. Definitely. And then watch her videos and your esteem for her will just fly through the roof. And then mm-hmm. maybe you'll want a tattoo of her face somewhere on your body. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But Missy Elliott, we dedicate this, this episode this to you. To Thank you for your music music and all of your mastery yes. this episode was produced at christian humes over at zeitheist mm-hmm. i am alana webster at renegade of fun on the gram i'm jacqueline chung young on the gram you can also find us on spotify and itunes mm-hmm. the black and yellow podcast on feel the free zeitheist to rate Network. and review us while you're there yes, we would love a rate and review tell us your thoughts you can dm us um honestly your feedback you guys makes mine and Alana's day. We live for those. Yeah. Little, Shout out you know. to Bursting with Ink, actually. Speaking Bursting of. With Bursting with Ink. We see you, girl. Thank you for your kind words. J- upon Jackie's coming back from a trip, it was, we were having a hard time, like, getting yeah. going again. I always and your get, DM really honest, helped us. To be honest, you guys, I always get just so giddy. And I feel like a little girl <laughs> yeah. again, you know? Like, I just struck gold mm-hmm. when I, when you guys either dm us or comment or just you know uh are just some of my friends too who are just like yeah i listened to this your last episode and i'm like oh my god like i you know it's just this is our baby we we love this we love doing this it's really fulfilling and, and it brings you joy and fulfillment or some sort of educational anything really i think um that's what we live for so definitely yeah. well said mm-hmm. and on that note we'll talk to you guys later Bye-bye. bye bye